I want to start this episode by telling you a little bit of my story and specifically some of the things that I've believed about myself. These are called limiting beliefs and we all have them. Uh, we all uh, believe certain things to be true about ourselves that limit ourselves. We believe things that aren't necessarily true but they do affect the way that we live and they often end up hampering our performance and our character and our growth. And so I want to share with you uh, just one of my limiting beliefs, and uh, I've called it um, I've called it a uh, the the seven the 70% percent belief in my life. And for most of my life, what I what I've believed is that I'm a seventy percenter. I do things seventy percent of the way. I don't um, I don't ig- I don't totally ignore a lot of areas of my life, but. In, in doing them or in pursuing different things, I've pursued and accomplished maybe on that level, on about, at about 70%. And so I would believe that I have some natural talent in some areas, but the, the 70% part comes in when I, my belief is that I don't really commit to improving, to learning, or to developing in new areas. And this is true across all areas of my life in terms of sports. Uh, when I was when I was younger and in high school, I had a certain amount of athletic talent. Um, I could compete at kind of a base level in most sports. But when it came to actually improving or training in a particular sport, I just I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have the I wouldn't have the vision or the drive. To, uh, to 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 push forward and to and to learn and to fail maybe and, and you know and ultimately to get better at a sport I played a number of different sports for one year or two years and when it was obvious that everyone around me was in, it was increasingly better and getting better and learning more I would tend to back away from the sport and uh, out of out of fear of not being able to compete or possibly from the hard work of having to uh, to really truly compete and train to be better at it. I have this 70% mindset in business as well. I've, I've had my own business for a number of years and it becomes uh, it becomes one of those things where I, I can I can manage we make we make enough money uh, but to actually push forward and put in the hard work, there's something inside of me that doesn't allow me to believe that I can uh, indeed do well in that business or make uh, make enough money. And so I tend to back away from it, from some of the harder things and from some of the, uh, the, consistent, the consistent things that need to be done. I tend to back away from it um, or use the excuse of being distracted by something else. And I just have that belief that I, uh, I can do this, but only up until about 70%. Uh, different interests. I've had, the same has been uh, the same has been true. Uh, we talked we've talked earlier in the podcast a number of times about uh, pursuing the uh, the tri- the sport of triathlon, and I've had this mindset as well that well I can I can do most of it. I can do you know I can do maybe the running and the biking and the swimming is a little bit difficult, and so I won't push into that. And I, I've had that mindset as well, or I can. I can do some parts of it reasonably well, but I don't need to push for personal bests all the time. I can just kind of be content with 
doing some of it some of the time. Even in relationships, this has been true. This limiting belief of of performing at 70%. And so uh, so in, in my marriage for a number of years, uh, it would be maybe what, maybe what you'd call coasting. Coasting through the marriage, allowing certain problems to fester. But as long as the main things were dealt with, the main things were taken care of, um, then that's going to be good enough. That's that's all that we need to do, and uh, and so th- these limiting beliefs, they be- it becomes a narrative, right? A story about how you interpret the world, how you interpret all new and and existing circumstances. So when things happen to you, uh, they are interpreted a certain way, and so this is really it can be really dangerous to do it uh, to live life this way and to. Uh, and to apply this sort of thinking in all sorts of areas, because uh, something really something really good could happen, something in, that should be encouraging could happen. But if you have the if you have the wrong belief, if you have a limiting belief about it, uh, you'll ignore an opportunity, or you won't take uh, you won't take something that's offered, uh, and you can miss a, a ton of chances. So these limiting beliefs, really, because it's a narrative um, in in your life, and we all have different beliefs. It, uh, it becomes your identity. It becomes who you are instead of how you are. So maybe I'll give you another example, a limiting belief in um, uh, perhaps you might say, well, my family isn't wealthy. I'll, I'll never have money. I'm not good with money. I'm not good at making money. I am not the kind of person who, you know, who, who is financially secure. And if you believe that, then you'll always spend money in poor ways. You'll always blow all the money that you have, or you you won't be uh, you won't be geared to to see an opportunity directly in front of you. And that limiting belief, actually, the reason it's called a limiting belief is because it will limit. Um, it will not only is it a limiting belief, but it limits what you can do. It limits your opportunities. And so, uh, another example. Um, so money is the first example, right? My family isn't wealthy. I, I can't have money. I, I am not the kind of person who has money. The second example would be perhaps uh, I'm not fit. I'm not that kind of person. I can't control what I eat. I'm undisciplined with my eating. My family has always struggled with weight loss. My family has always struggled with not being fit enough. That's just That's just how we are. That's who we are and that's who I am. So you see how it becomes an identity instead of um, instead of just how you are or a, this is something that that I have traditionally done. It becomes actually who you are. It becomes deeper than just something that you do. It becomes something that you that you are, or just a way that you exist. And so another example. Um, this is a, this is kind of a common one. I'm not organized. Um, I am not a I'm not an organized thinker. I'm not an organized um, person in terms of the my living space or my head space, right? I, and so this results in I, I can't clean my house. I'm not a clean person. I, I can't start a business. I don't have the organizational skills for that. I can't set a schedule for my day or for my life because I don't follow it. I'm not the kind of person who follows a schedule. And uh, so all of these things... In terms of uh, in terms of wealth or fitness or organization, we 
and, and many other areas, we develop these limiting beliefs and they do limit us. Just having the belief limits you because you cancel out the opportunities, you cancel out ideas of change, um, or even just knowing that change is possible. And so what, what we need to do is to identify, the first step is to identify these limiting beliefs. And that's something that you need to do and you need to actually write that down. And it's even more helpful to say it out loud to someone, to write these things down and say, what, what is a limiting belief in my life? And when you first do it, you don't need to, um, to begin a self-dialogue where you begin to kind of justify why it's true, right? You could say, well, I'm, you know, my family isn't wealthy. I'm not good with money. What you don't need to do is say, yeah, but, but that's true because, you know, look at my past. Look at my family. Look at the way I've dealt with, you know, with, with money in the past year, right? And you can, that of course is unhelpful because you just end up, you're, you're building up the belief and you're reinforcing it. What we need to do is to turn those beliefs around, not to say that I am wealthy, of course, if you don't have a lot of money, then, then you're not. But instead, to say I'm not, I haven't been the kind of person who has had a lot of money, that's true, and that's fine. And I can learn how to manage my money better. I can provide value through the skills that I have so that I can earn a little bit more, right? I'm, I'm not fit, I'm, I don't have the body that I want. And, okay, so, we, so you recognize that, and we turn it. What, what, do, what, what do you actually need to believe about yourself? Well, I can lose some weight. I can become fit. I can find time to exercise. I can organize my diet in a certain way, right? And so we, when, when you recognize these limiting beliefs, that's the first step, and sometimes the most important step, just to recognize that you are believing something wrongly about yourself, and then we can begin to turn those beliefs around, to, to actually begin to believe the opposite. In my story, believing I'm a 70 percenter, that's how I go through life. I just never do anything fully and with excellence and with, with persistence. Believing those, believing that about all the different areas of my life has led me to, to jump into triathlon and to pursue an Ironman triathlon. My reasoning behind that is um, my limiting beliefs affect all areas of my life. It's kind of a blanket uh, limiting belief. And so the, um, it, this, a number of years ago, had be, begun to be very, very frustrating to me. Of course, I still struggle with these beliefs. It's not, a, it's not a snap of the finger sort of change. But it became very frustrating to be accomplishing what seemed to me... Um, well below my potential and well below what I what I could or even ought to be achieving. And so it became, yeah, um, insofar as I get depressed, it became a depressing mindset to, it felt almost like a weight of inability and a weight of, of uncommittedness to any particular goal. And so the, uh, so the Ironman triathlon as a goal, it really has begun to shift that perspective and I shared, I think, a number of uh, number, maybe an episode or two ago, I guess, uh, about First Corinthians nine twenty four and twenty seven twenty four to twenty seven. 
uh, verse out of the Bible where the Apostle Paul talks about uh, bringing his body into submission and to bring and bringing all areas of his life uh, under control, ultimately under the control of God. And uh, he talks about having self-control in all things. And this has become a bit of a, a bit of a mantra for me that self-control in all things and the uh, th- there's many ways to do that. The Ironman triathlon aligned with a number of my interests. Uh, and it is a fantastic method of bringing my uh, my diet and my sleep and my time management and my training schedule all under control. There's there becomes less room for uh, for uh, breaking the rules, less room for non excellence. Uh, if my vision indeed is to complete a full length Ironman, and so uh, so the work really begins for. Um, it began for me when I, when I became frustrated with these limiting beliefs and then began to acknowledge them and began to understand what they were. And so the work really for you to, be, to begin this journey of turning these limiting beliefs around is, as we said before, to identify them. And so you could ask yourself, uh, there's a good question maybe that you could begin with if, you're, if you want to do some serious thinking about these. Uh, the question is this, what is something you've wanted to do but haven't? Very simple question. We all have things that we would, you know, we'd like to do, we imagine ourselves doing, but you haven't. Right? So, so for example, um, when you say what would you what would you like to do but haven't, maybe the example is to uh, maybe an example is to, is to go on a vacation with your family. Maybe the example is to learn a new skill, to learn to play the guitar, to learn to uh, to cook. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a goal like starting a podcast or starting a um, a show of some kind. Maybe it's starting a blog. Maybe it's starting a new project or a new business. But something that you want to do but haven't. And the next step is once you've identified that something, write down the reasons that you haven't. And probably you'll come up with very similar things to what I came up with uh, when I began to think about uh, completing an Ironman triathlon. And the the reasons for not doing or for not starting most things generally would be, uh, I don't have the time to do it. There's no time in my schedule. I don't have time to do it. I can't. Uh, perhaps it might be no skills. I don't have the skills that are necessary to do you know that project. I don't. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how to find out how. I don't have the skills to do it. Or the other one, perhaps, would be I no money. I don't have money for a vacation. I don't have money to start a new business. I don't have the the money to, uh, you know, to buy the the equipment necessary for that skill. And and those are fine. Those are fine. I um reasons right. No time. No skills. No money. But once you've identified those things, maybe there are other um other factors as well. But once you've identified them, go a little bit deeper. And so what I mean by deeper is if your reason for doing it is that you you don't have time to do it, realistically, you probably could find a little time. Maybe now you don't have six to 10 hours a week to uh, to pursue a podcast, for example. But do you have an hour a week? Do you have 15 minutes a day to work on something? Maybe your idea is to start a blog or to lose some weight. Well, do you have, you know, do you have the time 
to, you know, maybe, maybe 10 extra minutes to cook a little something extra? Do you have 15 minutes to go for uh, a walk outside each day? And of course, the answer is that we, we can find time in our day. It's not easy, but we can do it. And so, so you probably could find a little bit of, a little bit of time. Perhaps you don't have the skills to do it. Well, why don't you have the skills to do it? Is the is the is it really that you haven't pushed into grabbing a book on the topic and over the course of a couple of weeks reading that book, right? Because that that is acquiring a new skill, and maybe you have to learn it slowly. Uh, maybe you have to drop something out of your life that isn't important. Maybe there's a distraction that you've been holding on to so that you don't have to start into learning this new skill because you're afraid that you're not the type of person that does it or the, you're not the type of person who can do it. And this gets back into our limiting beliefs. And really, it's often not the time. It's not that we don't have the skills or it's not that we don't have the money to do it. It's the, uh, the, the real question, the deeper question behind the reasons that you haven't done it is, what are you scared of? What are you scared of? And that often leads us to the real reason, or the real limiting belief that keeps us from achieving a goal. Are you scared of failing? Are you scared that I can't do that? I'm not the type of person that does that, right? I'm not the type of person that cooks. My family doesn't do that. I don't do that. It's not something that I do. I'm not the kind of person of a podcast. I'm not good at technology. I'm not good at, uh, you know, I'm not good at public speaking or in in the case of a podcast, private speaking. I just can't do it. I'm not organized enough to do it. And really the question is, what are you scared of? Are you scared of failing? That is a real fear uh, for most things, for trying a new skill, right? For learning to dance, you have to go to a dance class with other people who are presumably further along than you. And so... That fear of failure holds us back from so much. That idea that I can't do it. And let me just say, that isn't true. You can do it. The, the expert in anything, I mean anything at all, the expert in anything was once a beginner. They were once sitting exactly where you're sitting with the skills that you have and they went and developed them. And so th that idea that you can't do it is just simply not true. The fear of failure is true. You are, that is a real thing that you really struggle with. But there's no truth behind it. There's no truth behind that fear of failure. Y you indeed can do it. Uh, the other fear, um, it it's associated with failing, right? What do you, when we ask a question, what are you scared of? Failing is one thing, but being exposed is another thing, right? Maybe you don't want people to know that you're interested in that. Maybe it's, maybe it seems a little silly to you. I don't want to dance. Nobody around me dances. I don't, you know, to learn that. Who people would make fun of me, um, or I'd be exposed as a failure, or I don't want to be associated um, with that, or maybe with a, with somebody else who does that. Uh, and so that that fear of being exposed is a, is a real thing as well, and uh, so the fear of failure results in you telling yourself I can't or I'm not the kind of person who does that. The fear of being exposed that usually results or usually uh, usually gets exposed by the uh, the idea that you tell yourself, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. 
that's not important. That's not meaningful. And maybe it isn't. Maybe it is something that you shouldn't do. But the just to recognize, um, to recognize that that is what you're scared of. I shouldn't do that. What would people think? And oftentimes, that uh, that that idea of you know quote what would people think? Uh, usually, there's something else behind it. Um, something that uh, that usually is not true, or maybe it's simply a distraction. Uh, from actually doing it or a, or a reason that you've given yourself as an excuse for not doing it. Oftentimes those things maybe you should be pushed into just to see uh, if you can do it and your perspective might change on it once you begin. And so th- these are these are reasons. There may be other reasons too, other things that you're scared of. Often it's a fear of failure. That is the 80% of the time. It's a fear of failure. I can't do it. What if, What if I start into it? and I fail? What if I start into it and I quit? Maybe one of your limiting beliefs is, I am a quitter. I start all sorts of things, and then I quit. What if I start this thing, and I quit? And it sounds, it sounds like a, like a good argument, right? Better just, to, better just to not do it than to do it and quit. Um, but that's a, that in and of itself is a, is a limiting belief. Of course it's it, it may be better not to do it than to do it and to quit. But really, that's just, um, th- those are all lower levels. The very best is to do it and find a way to do it consistently. And so, uh, and so that's, what, uh, that's what limiting beliefs do that, right? They, they limit what we can do by limiting what we believe we can do. And this is not meant to be some kind of a sappy, you know, if whatever you believe, you can just do it best in the world. That, that That's not the way it works. But often we do have uh, beliefs that we can't do it and we actually make that true in the world, right? We believe we can't do it and so we just, we just never try uh, due to fear of failure or fear of being exposed or fear of what blank so-and-so would think. And those aren't good reasons uh, to not do something. And so we need to turn those limiting beliefs around and replace the I can't or I shouldn't or I don't. I'm not the type of person with I can learn. I should try it. I can do that. I can learn that. I can slowly build those skills and do that thing. The hardest part of all of these things really is starting. Uh, starting into a new business. Starting a new podcast. Starting a blog. It's, it's terrifying often to do that. Because the fear of failure is so strong, because the fear of being exposed and being uh, being out there for other people to judge is is so strong. And uh, so let this be an encouragement to you. I'd love to encourage you uh, to start into something, to turn those limiting beliefs around and to begin to slowly do things differently. Um, I, my my number will be in the in the details here. Text me. If there's something that you're wondering about starting, wondering about doing, uh, but there's a, there's a fear, there's a limiting belief there, uh, I'd love to know, I'd love to help you turn that around. It helps to say it out loud or to write it in a text or to, uh, to message. And you can, of course, message uh, me at, at Rough Buffalo on, uh, on Facebook uh, or Instagram. Or you could find someone to be accountable to, somebody that's close to you, that understands or somebody that's already doing what you're doing 
and you will find uh, you will find incredible freedom in being completely honest with them about that limiting belief. And the added benefit is that others might see it more clearly than you. Perhaps your limiting belief is so clear to them that it's not true. It's so clearly untrue to some people around you. They, uh, you know, it'll be refreshing to hear them say, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You would be good at that. You can do that. I didn't know how to do it. And I learned, for example. And so, uh, so it helps a lot to be accountable to somebody else and to hear their thoughts on your limiting beliefs. And often it will be encouraging. And so, uh, so you can, uh, you can begin doing that now, write down your limiting beliefs and to, and begin to set those new ones. Just write the opposite of your limiting belief. Um, I can't do this. I can do this. I shouldn't try this. I should try this. And uh, see if see if you can establish a new direction. And uh, this is uh, this is a way to get unstuck out of those limiting beliefs and get them turned around. And so, um, so I'll just leave you with three thoughts before we finish. Uh, the first one is community. Get together with people who have similar goals, uh, who have accomplished similar things, or have similar shortcomings. There are more than you think. There are more people that have the same fear that you have. And it's, uh, it's encouraging to be accountable to somebody uh, who can walk along that path with you or can lead you along the path if they've already gone. So number one is community. Number two is practice. Usually your limiting beliefs have kept you from actually entering into something or from practicing uh, doing things a certain way or doing a certain thing. And so when we, uh, when we begin to practice, the first thing to remember is to have patience and to have consistency and accept that there is a long road to improvement. The third thing to remember is to have a vision, to have a real clarity in your goal, right? To write down precisely what it is that you want to do. I want to have a weekly podcast on a certain subject. I want to be able to run a half marathon. I want to be able to cook you know, healthy meals, six nights a week for my family and to write down the necessary steps of clarity in your goal and the necessary steps. It establishes a vision for what it is that you want to do. And this is absolutely key to accomplishing anything, to to get a vision of what it is precisely that you want to do. And so these are all ways to turn around our limiting beliefs, get in community with other people, Practice and accept the long road of patience and consistency and get a vision for what you want to do. And uh, hopefully these things will, uh, will help you turn around some of your limiting beliefs. Uh, I'm trying to do that with, uh, with myself. So instead of a 70 percenter, uh, I'm trying to be a 100 percenter to do everything, have everything that I do be defined by excellence and defined uh, by uh, persistence and, and hard work towards a goal. And uh, so hopefully, um, hopefully my vision of completing an Ironman triathlon will spur me on to do that. And hopefully you'll catch a vision for, uh, for a big, huge goal. And uh, hopefully we can work together uh, in, in community to, uh, to execute on both of our goals, both of our visions for our life. So thanks for listening in. Tune in next time. And uh, hopefully this has been a help to you.